Well, hello everyone, and welcome to uh, this chilly November installment of the Movie Men Podcast. Yeah, that old that old nag of ours, <laughs> or in some circles, in some circles known as the James Bond, Harry Potter, Star Wars podcast. Hmm. Yes. Ah. Uh. <laughs> we need to branch out. <laughs> it seems that way. We need to we need to see other people. Potentially. Oh, what? What? Yeah. Hmm. Other movies. Uh other movie, movies. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh listen. Before we go any further, mm-hmm. I feel the need to address uh the elephant in the room. Yeah. So between the last 007 episode that we did and now, uh, the actor Sean Connery, who played James Bond uh, at numerous times, I should have counted, but several <laughs> times, mm-hmm. uh, more than anybody else, has passed away. Yeah. Um, and... It's sad. I mean, you know, it, oh, yeah. we hate on we hate on Sean Connery's 007 quite a bit. Mm. Um but, you know, it's all in good fun. Yeah. Um and so yeah. Uh, you know, all day today, the last couple of days, I've seen um I've seen a bunch of things on my Facebook saying that People are not mourning Sean Connery um, because of a uh, because of an interview with Barbara Walters that I've brought up. I've, I've we've talked about before. I told you about yes, um, yes, yes. Where he basically advocated slapping women, hmm. and so all mm-hmm. of the thing I'm seeing, you know, the that interview from it's like 20 years old or something, and hmm. it's being shared around and. Um, you know, everyone's saying Sean Connery can rot in hell and, and, you know, Sean Connery, I hope Sean Connery does not rest in peace and like just all, oh, wow. all this stuff. And, and you know mm-hmm. what, w- the movie men do not, like we don't add, adv- we're not advocating slapping women. Not um, in the least. No. And we're also not, nor will we ever be here to tell you what or how to think. Um, no. we're here to tell you what we think about things and, and hopefully that's entertaining to you. Uh, but that's kind of where it ends. Like, you mm. know, we, mm-hmm. we don't, we, we avoid being super political on this show. We avoid, you know, getting too opinion based about any sort of world events. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, all I can, all I will say is that I speak, I think, for both of us when I say we were both saddened to hear of the passing of Sean Connery. Of course. Um, our condolences go out to both his friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a loss is a loss, and that's that's truly awful. And mm-hmm. and despite, um, you know, despite what could be considered some less than flavorable uh viewpoints on certain subjects he was he was an amazing talent he was an incredible actor sure um 
and you know in many ways is the reason why we've now done what is it 23 of these freaking things 21 20 this is number 21 yeah 21 so we're sorry to hear about the passing of sean connery i don't know if i'll do the voice anymore yeah i was i was thinking about that too it uh, unfortunately uh it it's an it's unfortunate obviously that he passed away but it's unfortunate because you do a lot of good voices and i'm gonna say that right now and one of them was the sean connery one but yeah it just it just doesn't seem at least not right now and maybe it'll change but it doesn't seem appropriate right now anyway yeah uh so anyways that's that um of of note so I, i i will say yeah i agree with everything you said our show, we stay away from the serious political things just because we want to be an escape from those things for you, for the audience. And I agree, we won't comment on Sean Connery per se, but as an actor, he, he definitely was uh, important in the Hollywood, uh, on the Hollywood scene. Of note, I, this actually surprised me. I just looked this up as you were talking. So Sean Connery, by definition, was in six Eon James Bond films. And one oh, no non- shit. Roger Moore beat him. Roger Moore was in seven Eon films. Now, if you include the non-Eon, then Sean Connery obviously has seven because he came which back. Which we have been. Which we have been. So technically he's tied with Roger Moore, but okay. it's it's interesting. It, it, it surprises me because I, at first I was like, yeah, he was in the most. And then I was like, but it feels like Sean, or Roger Moore was here for 20 years. And yeah. he must have, yeah. So just of note, okay. it was interesting. Cool. All right. Well, I... I will not edit that out. Um, <laughs> don't, please don't. Bond so number 21. Is, yeah, this is the movie, man. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of our 007 episodes up until this point, uh, this doesn't seem like the, a great starting point, but you do you. You um, do you. Essentially, what we are doing is uh, we're going through all the 007 films. I had never seen any of them. Uh, and what do we... You wanted to review... You wanted to review No Time to Die. And yep. me being the completist, I was like, well, I've never seen any 007 films. Let's watch mm. them all. I and was said, I was wanting no. to review No I was <laughs> just no. No. I was wanting to review obviously No Time to Die. I wanted to just review the all the Daniel Craig ones. Yeah, and then I was like, maybe yeah, said, I'd be open to the Pierce Brosnan as well, but that that's about it. Yeah, and I said, no, 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 let's do them all. And you said, okay, listen, I'll and, do a couple, then you yeah. can do the rest, and then I'll sort of tune Fill back in, the in blanks. when I'm yeah. interested. Yep. Uh, so we did that, and mm-hmm. you you buggered off for one episode and came hurtling back when that one episode, <laughs> I don't even know what what film that was for, but- I forget. A, and I didn't, like, I what, mailed what it in. Like, done. I was in it. I just, what we didn't record it together. So it was kind of a yeah, weird and one. it just seems, it just seems stupid at that point. It was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It didn't have the um, vibe. No. Uh, yeah, so we rate the films on a scale of zero to, uh, on a scale of zero to ten in eight different categories. Uh, then we take all those categories, or all those scores, rather, and we average them up, and we take that score and plug it into a spreadsheet with all the other scores from all the other 007 films. And essentially what we're trying to do is find the quintessential 007 film. Doesn't mm-hmm. need to be our favorite. Um, many times films that, you know, films have scored a little higher on the scale than we necessarily would have liked them to. Because um, maybe it wasn't our favorite. But, you know, when you look at all the... 
when you look at all the elements, um, it was a damn good 007 film. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's that's what we're doing, and we're mm-hmm. on. We're we're now we're on to the world is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken us. It's been a journey, to say the least. It has uh, it's taken us a while to get here, but we're here. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so let's uh, let's let's roll with this. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. Let's start so our with first plot. category is plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave this a six. Oh wow! Which okay is down a little bit from the last couple that I've given them. I uh, yeah. just, I you know, I didn't find it. It wasn't confusing. It wasn't you know the days of, of needing to understand <laughs> Soviet espionage. Those days are gone. Um, so I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a confusing plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I didn't for the most part. The premise wasn't that interesting. The no. execution was g- pretty good. Um, like I found myself engaged and watching. Um, mm. And there's one really good plot twist that I will talk about um, in a later category here. Sure. Um, or plot point, not necessarily a twist, a plot point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I wasn't... I wasn't bored. I just wasn't overall fascinated with the premise. I was like, ah, oh, you know, like we had coming up of Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies, which I thought both had really strong premises. Mm-hmm. This one just felt a little more generic 007. It felt a little more cookie cutter. felt a little mm-hmm. more, uh, okay, yeah, much of the same, just arranged a little differently. Um, so I, yeah, I gave this a six. I wasn't wowed, uh, but still slightly above average based on, on the other 007 films that we've done. Fair enough. Uh, so this film surprised me because I had, was almost certain I had seen it. I was almost certain I had seen it multiple times and I remembered the opening sequence in the Bond song. And then literally from the, like when the Bond song ended, like from then to the end credits, I was in complete mystery, not knowing what was happening. And I realized I had watched like the first 10 minutes several times. And for some reason I had never continued. And I just, for some reason thought I had seen it. So, um, the plot, that's me with, that's me with Thor, the dark world. (laughs) I can tell you the beginning half hour of Thor the Dark World <laughs> over and over and over. And then I can also oh. tell you where exactly I was when I fell asleep at the 30-minute mark <laughs> all 20 times. I haven't seen it all. Oh. It's the one MCU film I haven't seen all the way through. Not you, for lack of trying either. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what to say that uh, say to that other than just don't bother. Um, no. But yeah, with this plot... Uh, so it was the first time I'd seen it technically. I gave it a three out of 10. I, I just wasn't really biting what it was laying down. Um, you know, it, like you said, this is a note I made and it, we are past the days of the complex plot. So it was sh- simple enough to follow, but at times there were, uh, maybe it was just a bit more difficult to watch because I wasn't as interested in it and it just who was doing what and what motivations everyone had. So there was just times where Bond was in a plutonium mine and masquerading as a Russian. And I was just kind of confused who he was masquerading as and what was going on. And in the climax, there was a submarine um, where there's a sequence going on and a bomb's about to go off. And I think I just lost some interest and it just kind of stretched out. And I was like, okay, Pierce, let's, let's wrap this thing up. So 
you know, it had some twists, some turns, some interesting plot points. Um, but obviously, ultimately, I just didn't overly enjoy it. And for that, I gave it a three out of ten. One interesting. I love, I love how you oh. say, "Okay, Pierce, wrap things up," as if, as if the actor himself plays <laughs> any bearing on where this is going, how long it's taking. <laughs> Obviously, he does. When you're Pierce Brosnan, one interesting thing of note, and I, I wrote it down because it made me think of something else, but it actually has more relevance now. I made a note of the interest that. Uh, the film starts with James Bond in Scotland for a funeral. And that brought me back to the 1967 Casino Royale, which that occurs. But obviously there is is some relevance to that because obviously since this is uh, since our last episode with uh, Sean Connery passing away, of course, being Bond, of course, being from Scotland, there's some significance to that. But the plot itself, yeah. I gave it three. Cool. Uh, so that moves us on to Portrayal of Bond. Mm. Uh, this is going to be short and sweet. I, I, <laughs> it, I've, I've, I'm scoring it the same way that I have scored uh, the other two Pierce Brosnan performances. I gave it sure. an eight. I cool. mean, he's he's sly, he's sexy, he's got great mm. hair. Okay. He's He seems... I was This time around, I was watching it, I was really trying to figure out what um what is it about him that i like so much better uh and honestly i think pierce brought what i've landed on okay. excuse me mm-hmm. good lord bless you it's like a wa- uh, it was like a water burp or something it was so <laughs> gross um uh, I think what I landed on ultimately is Pierce Brosnan, you know, and, and this may be somewhat his acting. Uh, it may also be uh, the way the character is being written. I just feel like he brings an extra layer of depth. Like, I feel like James Bond feels less like a, a prop. He feels less like a um, <laughs> a, a plot piece. Uh, and more like a three-dimensional character when Pierce is okay. Um, yeah, you yeah know, that's fair. There's a little more emotion in his face. There's a little more, um, you know, I just buy it. I buy that this guy's got a past. I buy, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, yeah, I, I just I, I just buy it. I buy that he's he's not... He's not so hard up on arthritis medication that he can't... <laughs> <laughs> do what needs to be done but no yeah so i gave this i gave it an eight i mean i've cool i've cool. there hasn't been a there hasn't been a pierce brosnan moment where i've thought to myself uh come on mm-hmm. no so no yeah. um i gave it a pretty similar grade i gave it a seven out of ten and obviously that that score is based on just our enjoyment of of pierce's james bond um and obviously I'm going to go through a couple critiques, so it may sound hypocritical, like, hey, I gave him a seven, but here's some things I'm ripping on him. It's more just the James Bond aspect. So we realized James Bond is kind of a sleaze bag in general, but specifically the portrayal of him was a fun, enjoying aspect. So we gave it a seven. I gave it a seven out of 10. But some things of note, just absolute bull crap when he is being assessed by a health professional at MI6. And he needs a clean bill of health to be put back on the case. And Bri- 
I guess bribe, I don't know if that's the right word, to get the clean bill of health, he has intercourse with the female health professional. And I just, that was an all, like I looked at my wife when we were watching this and we both just thought it was such a new low for ridiculousness, inappropriateness, and also discomfort. But yeah, so there I was mean, that. No, what do you mean? I mean, what? Where, where are you going to go with this? <laughs> I mean, it's not good. No, but it's also clearly not the first time, like, it's yeah. not the first time they've slept together either. I, uh, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's but, there's uh, that, right? Like, I'm I'm watching it, and it, yeah, sure. at first I'm thinking, like, oh, good Lord, man. Like, <laughs> my God. Mm-hmm. It, would, it wouldn't matter if she was giving you a physical or scooping you ice cream in an ice cream <laughs> truck. You'd climb over the thing and <laughs> right. undo your belt. But no, but, you know, and then it was like, well, are you actually going to call me this time? And I'm like, okay, so there's there's some pre-existing sexual tension here. There right. is, there's a, you know, there's a, we've, se- we've seen each other naked. We've done the dirty uh, and and so there's there's that tension. So I mean, does it make it appropriate? No. Does it make it uh, sure. you know sensi- sensical? No. Um, but for me, it redeemed the act a little bit as far as believability. Sure. And I, yeah, like I, I guess it's believable in that aspect. But in it was still ridiculous, as you're saying, and you're agreeing with. Um, I, I liked, well, I didn't like, it would have been interesting and I was curious where they were going to go. They did, uh, I forget who it was, but someone asked him, have you ever lost a loved one? And I thought, oh, mm. like, is this interesting? Is he going to reference? Gonna talk about his wife. Is he going to talk about his wife? And, and he didn't, and that, that didn't really come to play. So it, it was all kind of much to do about nothing. Um. Did it feel like a missed opportunity? A little, a little. Yeah. Um. And it would have been ironic, too, because, right, it was uh, in Her Majesty's Secret Service where his wife is killed, where at the beginning they talk about the family motto of, I forget what it is in Latin, but it's the world is not enough. So it would have been kind of kind of uh, yep. full circle. Um, the one last thing, I thought it was ridiculous. There was a sequence where James Bond was uh, going in an oil pipeline, pursuing something, and, you know... It just seemed ridiculous. He was wearing like a three-piece suit in this oil pipeline. And something we'll see later in the series where, yes, Bond is always dapper wearing a suit when it's appropriate. But sometimes with these Bonds up to now, like he'll be wearing a three-piece suit in situations that just don't call for it. And it'll be like he's... I guess it just bothered me where, like, you should just be wearing some khakis and like a rain jacket, not like a tuxedo with a cummerbund and like cufflinks when there's like oil spillage spewing everywhere but not a major plot point something something i have noticed and i think i noticed this in goldeneye and maybe forgot to mention it uh Mm. there there's a moment where like it just caught me off guard and i was like man have we not seen this before there's a there's a time in goldeneye towards the end where bond's got like soot on his face and he Mm. blood and he's like and his hair is disheveled and like he's been through action and he's <laughs> looking much worse for wear. Sure. Um, and that was jarring to me. I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, he actually looks like he's he's got. And then and that just and I was like, why is that jarring to me? And I don't think they used to do that. I think in the old days, Bond would have come out the other end of that oil pipe <laughs> looking like he just picked the thing up from the dry cleaners. 
Sure. Whereas sure. now it's a little more like, okay, no, no, like you you get punched in the face, it's gonna split your lip. It's gonna, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, that's something. That's something. I think that's also been boosting my Pierce Brosnan score. Sure, gaining some realism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, villain. Mm-hmm. This is a step down again for me. Sure. Um, so this is a seven. It's still that's still oh wow, crazy admirable. Yeah. Um, but it's a step down. I have I really only have two comments. Um, sure. Comment number one is a pro, and the other one's a con. Um, and ultimately probably prevented it from being higher. So the pro is, I mean, yeah, this is this is a Bond villain who's got a gimmick. Um. You know, there's a bullet lodged in his head, and he can't feel anything, and so that's cool. <laughs> I guess. Right, but you know what I mean. Like, there's that. Yeah. There's that, um, not believability, but there's that, that thing that makes him not just a a, a drug lord, not just sure. a what you know, yeah. he's a guy. That has a bullet launch, lodged in his brain, and therefore he can't feel anything, and it's going to kill him. Um, but he's going to get more and more and more powerful until it does. Uh, and so I found that really cool. The con for me, mm-hmm. and I kind of alluded to this last time. Sure. There's absolutely no reason for this guy. Not to be a, a <laughs> member of Spectre. Oh yeah, I hear you. And that was I was like, come on, like mm-hmm. bring Spectre back. I want Spectre back so bad. And this seemed oh, like wow. you know, there's no reason you for this guy it. not to just be. Oh, I yeah. absolutely want Spectre back. Wow. And there's uh, there's no reason for this guy not to be like number thirteen or something. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know. I gave it a seven. It's it's still super good. It's definitely down from the last two though. That's. That's super interesting because that it's interesting. Just um, that's nev- never anything I really thought of as far as like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if these guys are part of Spectre? And maybe it's just that I don't miss Spectre, and that's probably obviously it. But it's interesting that you kind of f- keep thinking that with these villains, and that never crossed my mind. But that's an interesting component that is missing so far from these Pierce Brosnan ones. Um, I was pretty. Pretty lean with my villain ranking. I gave it a two out of ten. Did not enjoy it. Wow. Yeah, you know, I I know films are supposed to be fun and fantastical, and you, you, they don't have to follow realism. If the you know it's James Bond for heaven's sakes, but just the whole concept of having a bullet wedged in his medulla oblongata, and as a result, like you said, he's growing daily to invincible strengths and powers. Uh, but it'll also kill his ass. And my wife and I just looked at this and we were like, shut the front door. Like, this is baloney. I find this hard to believe. And even even just looking past the aspect of it's bullcrap and it's not real. Let's just say it is real. Let's just say it's physically possible. Let's make it happen. Just the concept that they have alluded to and they've created in this world. He's somehow becoming invincible. That, yeah, he can be immune to pain. But if you hold boiling rocks your skin and tissue will still burn and decay like you are not invincible to just normal wear and tear you might not feel it you might be stronger yeah and i'm like okay so 
yeah. The, yeah, there was the moment where he does that, right? Where he grabs yeah. like, the scalding hot. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, the, like, maybe that doesn't hurt. But it but will burn you. Th- the infection is going to kill you. Yes. Like, like the yeah. third degree burns and like exposing your muscle and bone to the world will eventually catch up and kill your ass sooner. So just, yeah. I, and I didn't find him that menacing, to be honest. Like, obviously it was cool if you look past, hey, he's got this thing. But ultimately, I just, I like the past villains we've had, like with the media mogul and whatnot. Um, I, I just didn't find this that interesting. At least where they okay. took it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us on to gadgets. Mm-hmm. This is a seven for me as well. Uh, cool. It's good. I mean, it's it's not the most, I don't think it's the most gadgets we've seen. No, um, but there's, but it is strong use of gadgets for the most oh, yeah. part. Sure. Um, love the love cues scene, um, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting, and we're gonna talk about that in a minute, um, with the supporting characters. But yeah, just just loved, you know, loved the overall. I like how how seamlessly the gadgets are used as part of the action. Yes. Um, yep. Whereas in past one, it's, it's like, uh, <laughs> oh, I need to pick a, I need to pick a lock. Let me get this Kleenex box sized <laughs> device out of my pocket. Sure. I don't know how it fit yep. in my pocket. Um, and I'll <laughs> I'll pick a lock with it, and you know, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, gadgets are used sort of seamlessly in the action scenes, and and mm-hmm. it's it's fun for me. And and you know what? So much of these films for me, um, as I've alluded to previously, are about the use of the gadgets, um, sure, and the presence of the gadgets. He's 007. It's not just he's not just another action star. This isn't a this isn't a Taken movie. This isn't a Jason Bourne. This isn't you know whatever. This is James Bond. British intelligence, leading technology, I want gadgets, and this film delivered. Seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I also gave it a seven. I'm going to do the roll call of gadgets here, a bit of overlap with what you said, but I loved seeing the glasses that had a remote explosive in them that arguably, like, I I think they're cool. I didn't understand. He was in a room, and I don't know how Bond actually wasn't killed or hurt by the explosives, but everyone that he was with somehow was. But I'll look past that. There was there was helicopter was re- controlled. Mm, good. Was your was your reaction when the film started the same as mine? Which you one? just see the shot of him, and I'm like, why the shit is he wearing these glasses? He looks so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. But then it all made sense, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's totally. Good. But yeah, I was yeah, like, it what does. The, what? It does kind of stand out. Um, we had the helicopter controlled tree tree trimmer bmw returns again with their sponsorship this time it's a remote controlled driving capability again has rockets with target capabilities um q's not going to like this unfortunately it got sawed in half um the one kind of moral like morally or ethically or i don't even know what the right word is but he shouldn't been using these but he had those blue tinged glasses where it allowed him to see concealed weapons and also female undergarments i didn't but didn't but, but not but not through the undergarments. Like, yeah, I didn't. How does that under, work? 
I don't know. But anyway, um, there was that cool Visa card, Visa card gadget to like break into a security room. And there was a grappling hook from a Rolex watch, which I feel that is a classic, at least from a video game perspective. That's a classic Bond gadget. So I gave it a strong, oh, yeah. strong, strong seven out of ten. Cool. Um, that brings us to fights in action. Mm-hmm. I uh, gave this a uh, also a seven. Cool. I think. <laughs> I'm so uh, hang on. No, sorry. Fights in action's got a six. Um, okay. It just, you know, it was good. It felt like a little bit of a step down. In terms of things like uh, just com- just compared to its predecessor, right, where we had the car chase in the in the parking garage and stuff like that, I didn't quite feel there weren't as many big action moments in this one. Mm. Um, again, still above average. We're still we're like you've said before, we're in that modern era when it comes to the feeling of the action. Um, mm-hmm. And that's super yes. refreshing after having seen so many clanky choreographed fights. <laughs> I think and... the height of the clanky uh, choreographed fight sequences were, was there was like a car that went off a cliff at one point and it blew up before it hit the ground. So before it didn't it hit even the ground. didn't even qualify for the cliche like a car crashes and blows up. Like it blew up, then crashed, and it was just. You put your hands up and you go, what are we doing here? Like, what's, what is this? Gone, gone are the days where every gunshot sounds like a BB ricocheting off a tin can. <laughs> right, yes. For whatever oh. reason, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, so I gave it a six. Sure. I was pretty close. I gave fights in action a seven. Again, I, I mirror everything you said. We're just in that modern era of fun fun entertaining action the only two things i'll mention i loved bond cruising down that river thames it's it's fun anytime in harry potter or the, this it just jumped to mind we get to see like a fun action sequence in britain um i loved that bond just swiped q's unfinished prototype boat and was like see ya gotta go and it was all to the 007 soundtrack so it had a fun pace uh, the setting of london all just kind of combining i loved that sequence just from a enjoyment perspective and the one thing i want to say is i actually got some flashbacks to the roger moore days just with the amount of skiing that occurred in this film what is with like and there was a there there was a um george lazenby skis and i think sean connery Mm. skis at one point too like it's like every every so often they're like "Eh, we're gonna have to (laughs) put another skiing scene in this like (laughs) Bond can ski. Holy shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> seems super unnecessary, but Yeah, it, it does you know. seem a little uh, Bond uh, okay, girl. Bond Bond girl. I gave this a yep. six. Okay. Um no honey rider. No, no good night. No. You know, um I don't know. Yeah. Eh. I don't know what else to say. I like you know, it just it it I I'm not a big fan of the total damsel in distress. Um but at the same time the like you need this healthy blend between mm-hmm. needing mm-hmm. to be saved but also not being helpless. 
sure. and useless. Uh, and I just, I felt like something about that ratio was off. <laughs> mm, um, yeah. And just disinteresting. Just not a, not a, I just didn't care. I would like, okay, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. The Bond, the Bond girl category has been a category that's very hard to please me. And so six sure. is not a bad score. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'll take your, I don't know, to the next level. I gave it a three out of 10. Just really was kind of meh. I, I broke it into the two parts. So I, I broke it into Electra and Christmas Jones. With Electra, yeah, some Stockholm Syndrome, you know, an inside woman. So I guess there's some depth, but it just to the, for what they did with it, I it was a blow of five for me. Of note, I thought there was just a weird sequence where they were hanging out in, in bed, I guess you'd say, and she was chewing on ice from like a champagne holder. And like Bond was like, that's enough ice for one day. And I was like, dude, like, why are you like, I just found it a weird thing to say, like, let, let a, a let someone eat something if they want to eat something. But of all the things to be like, you should watch yourself like ice chips. Like, I didn't get it. But um, the other girl, Christmas They're typically Jones. fairly low calorie. <laughs> typically. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Uh, the other girl, Christmas Jones, I didn't find there was much there for me personally. Of you know, of note, yeah, it was good to see an independent woman, independent professional woman, um, who truly did assist in the end with the bomb and the submarine. So like to her credit and to the film's credit, we have come a long way from I this is specifically man with the golden gun looking at you. We've come a long way from just the Bond girl leaning on a button while wearing a bikini that like f- moves the plot forward. We've, she was independent. She was able to think for herself. So that's fair. But again, with both these bond girls, I think there was potential, but they just kind of fizzled out. So I gave it a three. Cool. Um, supporting characters. Mm. This got, uh, what is going on with my freaking thing there, man? <laughs> Supporting characters got an eight. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, what a freaking wonderful! I don't know. I the two things that stand out to me. Uh, and one, one I'm in a little in the dark about. One I'm a little nervous about. I think. I think we saw Q say goodbye. Hmm. And I don't know yeah. for certain. Okay. We see John Cleese show up. I didn't I didn't realize there was an overlap. I didn't either. Um, and so we see John Cleese show up as sort of the the guy that's being trained to take over. And then Q's got a line where he he says to Bond and then he kind of like recedes down on this conveyor belt. And, and I just had this moment where I was like, is that, was that him saying goodbye? Was, is that it? Is that the mm. end? Yeah. Um, and I, I think it is. It has, it must be. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one film left for him to not be in. So mm-hmm. this had to have been the last. Um, in which case, so I'm so curious then, like, when did he die in relation to this coming out and and did they know like was he dying 
Uh, the, do you uh, want, the actual actor? Do you want me to tell you? Because I actually did look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure... Uh, so I, I, I was just as curious as you are, and I believe from what I was reading, I think he actually passed away, at least um, from my understanding, unexpectedly in a car accident. Oh, weird. Um, and I think it was around the release of the film or sometime shortly after the release of the film. Um, so yeah, it wasn't that he was, um, sick and they, you know, or wanting to retire or, you know, something happened. Like, I think it was accidental, which, which makes it kind of interesting, right? Cause it almost like it was like he was kind of wanting to leave and it, it kind of uh, was a, yeah. A car accident is a weird way to go at that age. Yeah. But yeah. um, the reason why this scored so high for me, mm-hmm. M gets M becomes a damsel in distress. M, M oh, becomes kidnapped, and to me, I just loved that involvement of. I was like, yes, like finally, M gets a moment to to shine. M M M's is certainly a more prominent character in the Pierce Brosnan ones. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was all over this, this, you know, the fact that M got baited and, and, you know, M napped. So yeah, I gave hmm. it an eight. I was super, I was super happy, super happy with everyone's involvement. Yeah. I did just look it up to confirm. Yeah. He was in a car accident in 1999. Weird. Yeah. So Obviously quite sad um, for for many reasons. Just sad to see the character go on the show, but obviously sad that the actual actor passed away uh, unexpectedly. So, yeah, I, I also gave it a 7 out of 10. I loved a lot of aspects of this. Um, I loved the beginning where Bond and M are having scotch and having a bit of a debrief at MI6. I, I found that enjoyable. Obviously loved everything about the Q sequence just on its own. I loved it, but obviously knowing what we know that that this was the last one um, was great. And it was really, really, um, you know, Bond kind of resembles the audience where he's hoping Q isn't retiring. And Q leaves us off with those two kind of little funny rules of one, never let them see you bleed. And two, always have an escape plan. And he just goes off. Um, Yeah. And I thought you know, that was it, man. I thought that was the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, again, like you said, introducing John Cleese, his R. I, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of this, but something had to be done. Well, I guess it's weird that they planned an overlap, not knowing that he was passing away or leaving the show. But yeah, um, I loved Money Penny dropping some daggers. Um, to the doctor that James Bond was having intercourse with to get the clear pill of health. Um, you know, Money Penny makes some comment about stamina, stamina on the bill of health being like resounding or excellent or something. And Money Penny was on cue. Um, whoa, that's and then a Val, weird. Va- <laughs> so <laughs> Valentine, that's a weird ret- which one? <laughs> Money Penny was on cue. <laughs> not what it's, I meant. Uh, you gotta, not- you gotta remember letters. Letters mean something here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Valentine returns from Goldeneye, which I was like, I didn't really care that too much, but uh, no. seven out of 10, seven out of 10. All right. Bond song. Mm-hmm. I gave this an eight. 
I don't wow. know. I don't know oh, why. Wow. I don't know what about it. But you know, the world is not enough by garbage is anything but. I mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I was it just hit every note that it needed to hit. Pardon the pun. Uh, sure. For for a Bond song, I was like, yeah, sure. this is this is classy and espionagey and sexy and um, it's got the right pace and. I don't know, man. I just, I ate it up. I ate it up. It's, it's, you know, it's much different than Live and Let Die for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was equally good in its own, in its own way. What did so, you give Live and Let Die out of 10? I think an eight. Okay. Okay. I think an eight. Yep. Fair enough. Wow. That's a good score for this. Yeah. I was pretty close. I gave it a seven out of 10. At first I was lingering with a five or a six and then it just kind of grew on me and I, I re-watched the, the song when I was done the film and I ultimately found I was really okay with this sequence. It's not the best by far, um, but it was a decent Bond song montage to open the film. I love just the sequence of Bond hanging onto a rope and him sliding off the roof and then it transitions into the song had that bond tone and vibe right from the go and yeah just had that bond feel and of note i do remember this song being popular at the time and it being like the music video on mtv so maybe that played a little bit into why i gave it a good score maybe bumped it up from maybe a five or six but um yeah ultimately it was good The, the dripping silhouettes of people in the sequence was a little creepy but other than that i thought it was great so i gave it a seven out of ten um and it was solid. Yeah. Cool. I have some one-liners. Do it. Okay. The first one. In the bank sequence. The one one of the many that have made my wife throw up in her mouth. So, female, in, in quotes here, female banker hands sheet to James Bond. Would you like to check my figures? James Bond, I'm sure they're perfectly rounded. And again, my wife, loud, audible groan. Oh, come Man. on. That's, that's so good. <laughs> I laughed. I did laugh. Um, there were a lot of zingers of note, like R- Roger Moore level. Um, what's the next one? Should I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, what's his name? The guy who came back from GoldenEye. Um, he's like, we've got no roof, but at least we have four good walls. And then like literally the ball, like the like the whole building just deflated and like collapsed. And I, I just thought it was funny. Maybe less of a one-liner, but more of a slapstick yeah, that, moment. Yeah, that moment was a little, I was a little on the nose, <laughs> a little campy. Yeah. Um, what's this? Uh, oh, haven't you always wanted Christmas in Turkey? Aren't you ready to unwrap your gift? And also, I thought Christmas only came once a year. We're all kind of maybe a little too on the nose, but there were some zingers thrown in at the last minute with the bond girl named Christmas. Um, they, they made me feel a little uncomfortable, a little dirty on the inside, but. Worth but ultimately noting. that's the only reason I watch a 007 film is to feel a little uncomfortable and dirty <laughs> on the inside. Uh, you know, like a martini. Yeah. Haven't you always wanted Christmas in Turkey? Hey, what does your score equal to out of 10? I'm curious. Okay. So GoldenEye was 7.5. Yeah. Pretty high. 
Tomorrow Never Dies was 7.25, so came in just under that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. This This gets a seven. So okay. I stepped, yeah, I stepped down again, mm-hmm. but still better than all the other 007s. Sure, yep. Um. So of note, I gave Goldeneye a five and a half. I gave Tomorrow Never Dies 5.75. I gave The World Is Not Enough a 5.3. So yeah, okay. definitely came down with this one. But of note, the world is not enough. Is still s- around the sixth overall of these twenty-one. So so pretty good, pretty good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um. Again, we made reference to this. Uh, it is interesting of note. Um, just from On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the family crest, the family motto being the world is not enough, which of note, I was hanging out with family and, you know, there was just a couple of us in the room and we were watching on TV as you sometimes do, you you kind of flick the channel and a movie's finishing. So you just watch the last few minutes and it was of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And I was the only person who had actually seen the film and they were all watching it and the sequence where James Bond's wife is shot and killed happens, occurs. And I have to admit, everyone in the room was a little emotional. And I even was like borderline fighting a tear. I forgot how profound that was. And it's just such a contrast to all the James Bondage that we see. And just, it was very real. It was very emotional. And I, I was just, I you know... It was interesting that I, uh, it just brought me back to where that was is, is him as a character at that time. And I just thought that was interesting that uh, it kind of holds up as we've moved on. I kind of moved back to it. So I'm dreading yeah. what comes next here. Where this ranks on all the James Bond film, films on the tomato meter. I'm so bad at figuring this out. It can be difficult. It's, 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 it's a tough, it's a tough. It's soup. If it's, I mean, in theory, it's getting easier. It is. Where, well, let's start off. Where do you think? Is it top 10, I, middle 10? I guarantee you, I guarantee mm-hmm. you when you ask me to rank Spectre, I'm sure. going to freaking nail it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. Uh, okay. So I'm going to say middle, middle 10. Middle 10. Okay, it's actually bottom 10. Why do I bottom? And, Why do I? <laughs> and there's no point in giving you the options because the only option left was 22. It's the 22nd ranked Bond film at 53%. That's bad. But again, it is. exactly what you gave it, which it's, happened <laughs> last week as well. Actually, that's true. I swear that wasn't on purpose. Um, huh. I'm on. <laughs> I'm looking. So I'm just taking a quick peek, and obviously anyone can do the math at home, or at least the deduction at home. Like again, world is not enough. I is not my best ranking score so far. But man, it's better than a lot of the soot and crap that we've gone through, and a lot of that soot and crap is above it on this tomato meter, which again makes me scratch my head. Agreed. Finish this thing. <sighs> F- finish All right. it. Finish it. Give if it you haven't done chair. so, 
Thank you for listening, everyone. We do truly appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, please check out our social media page below uh, the links to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please like, follow, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, You can also check out our Patreon page and our merchandise page if you feel like supporting the show, help paying the bills and keep the lights on. uh, Please feel free. If you're not at that level of support yet, no problem at all. Um, Even if you're uh, feeling so inclined to give us a like or a comment on the episode page, or even a good rate and review wherever you're listening to this. Um, It does mean a lot to us. We love hearing feedback from you. Um, And again, thank you for listening. 